I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. TLDR, you guys are awesome. You know, Joe, I was thinking before, as we were getting ready to do this this interview, um, you know, we have a few creators we've had on multiple times. We always make a big deal of it because, you know, people have a lot of stuff going on and they have big gaps between projects as much as there are some people, you know, most, most writers are doing a lot of different projects. But we've had, of course, Scott Snyder on a few times this year. Um, but then now, as we're getting ready to do this interview, we are having our, our today's guest on for the third time in this calendar year. Of course, we, it was back in, during Future State when we first had him on, and now we're having him on again for December for his next big title. And you know, we talk about Scott, who's got a lot going on with his with comicsology and everything. But man, I don't know if there's anybody hotter than this guy right now with what he's been doing over for Image Comics and Todd McFarlane. Joe, who are we talking to today? Well, today we're bringing back Sean Lewis, and I think I think he made us agree to this last time we had on. Anytime we have on Scott, and he must immediately follow him uh, oh, because it seems that that's been the case almost every time. Sean, welcome back to TLDR. <laughs> thanks for having me back. It's good company to be in. God, Scott's amazing. So thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's it's been a real murderer's row uh, for us lately, and we always love having you on because we always have such great conversations and. You know, I know on Twitter you posted the other day uh, your son, uh, your son's picture of uh, of Dogman, and and my daughter literally was just just doing the same thing. And so, one of the things I love about Dogman is you know the names of the books are always named after you know like this uh, Lord of the Fleas, right? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and and so I'm waiting for the the Dogman Paws uh, book to be adapted from thumbs. Is that, is that going to happen anytime soon? I would love to. I mean, Dav also makes like some serious money. So yeah. <laughs> great. I would, yeah. I would be thrilled if that happened. God, it might be the first time my son is impressed with anything I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we have Sean on today because we want to talk a lot of, you know, King spawn stuff and a, and a lot of things that are, they're going on image. Um, but one of the things that was just announced recently and sort of blew my doors off, and I was very excited, yeah. was the announcement of not just, uh, you know, McFarlane launching, you know, uh, McFarlane Studios, but the fact that Thumbs is going to be one of the very first products, uh, the pro products, projects, you know, announced for that. So tell us a little bit, bit about that and how, how that came to be. Sure. I mean, um, it's really, I met. That started before King Spot. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, TV, I don't think people realize like how long TV and film take. Like they take a long time. Like even, Thumbs is moving pretty fast. Um, like, like, and people would still, I think, be shocked how long. I mean, basically, I think his production company got a copy of it from, I, I'm not even fully sure. I'm assuming from my manager's. Also, I mean, Todd's the president of Image, so I don't know if Todd founded at Image or I'm not exactly sure how it came to them. But um, yeah, you know, I think over a year ago, uh, my reps were like, hey, uh, McFarland Studios wants to do Thumbs. They're interested in it for TV. What do you think? And I was like, and I was like <laughs> Todd's like one of the most famous people to ever do comic books and yeah. been really successful with almost everything he's done. Yes. Like, <laughs> let's figure it out. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, it's, so that happened. Um, I don't even exactly remember that might've been like, you know, COVID kind of fucks everything up timeline wise. It's hard for like, so like years now merge. Yeah, right. um, I feel like that must've been like July or 
August of like it's 2021, so July or August of 2020. And then Todd and I started, I hadn't talked to Todd at that point. Um, we had had really no interaction. Like it was like they optioned it and I was like, okay. And like a lot of times as a comic creator, you're like, I'm probably not, I'm not getting asked to write it. I'm, I, I'm not, you know, you just kind of turn it over and you hope they find somebody at some point. A lot of times they don't, you know, like you'll have something optioned for a year and then they call you up and they're like, yeah, fucking nothing happening. It's yours again. Um, cause that's happened a couple of times. And then, yeah, I think in November, I mean, we talked about this with the King Spawn stuff. Then I think around like November of last year. So like exactly a year ago, Todd started calling me at home, <laughs> which was very funny. Cause I didn't know he had my phone number. We had never had interaction. And that's when he started asking like, Hey, you got any ideas about spawn? And, and I think I had said last time I was on, like, I did not take it as an interview for a job. It, I, at first it just felt very much like, I guess we're just like shooting the shit about Spawn. Yeah. And then probably like right before Thanksgiving is when Todd was like, yes, yeah, I think uh, you'll do the King Spawn book and that'll come out, you know, and then I think you'll do the Scorch book. And I was like, what, what are, I'm doing two books? Like I didn't even know I was doing one book. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, then like the whole time Future State was going on, we were working on King Spawn. I was starting to outline Scorched. I think Thumbs got a writer in February, I think is when Anders Weedman came on, who's the, he, the, the pilot for Thumbs exists. So the writer came on in February and, um, and started working on the pilot and like has been working on it basically all year. And now, now we're at the point where we're looking for directors. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I would. I, that. That's. That's. So. For, so. Congratulations. First Thank of all. you. Thank um, you. I mean, we, when Joe and I saw this, it was absolutely static. Of course, Joe talked about thumbs on the show a while back. Right. Um. You know. Of course, Hay Hayden Sherman was the artist on this. Not Hayden Christensen. Yes, I was going to throw you under the bus on that. I don't know if you saw that, Sean, but we're talking about. Actually, we're talking about the few recently. I was talking yeah. about it on the show, and of course, he drew that for you as well. Really? And uh, Joe brings up Christians. Hayden Christensen, of course, played Anakin Skywalker. So, Joe. Like I normally just not we don't correct each other on the show a ton, but it's like, come on, man. I guess Hayden Sherman is also youthful and handsome, like Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I think it can cross over. Yeah, well, there you go. It was, it was it's just it seemed like it was more of a knock to call him Christensen, but I mean, I mean, of course he's got Chicken Devil going on. I don't know if you've yes. read that one yet. Yeah, 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 some Hayden's, fun stuff. Hayden's Hayden, I think, is like. I don't know if he gets appreciated as much now as I think Hayden will in like 10 to 15 years. You know, his style is so definitive, which I think can sometimes make people go like, ah, do I like it? Do I not like it? It's not like a traditional superhero thing. That's good. It's well, like I just, I see it and I'm immediately like the first, I found him on Facebook. Like that's how we met up is I found him on a Facebook page. And immediately when I saw his art, I was like, this guy's fucking amazing. Like it, it looked like old Frank Miller, like Dark Knight Frank Miller mm. mixed with Metal Gear Solid. And I was mm. like, this, and he can do stuff with pan. His paneling is so fucking good. Like, I don't think people realize the amount of, like, there's a real motion to his paneling. Like, it feels like it's, there's a dynamic to it that I think a lot of comics do not have. And mm. that was one of the things about his stuff that I was like, this is incredible. I feel like I'm watching a movie and it's in two dimensions. Like that's great. 
There's a, there's a fluidity to his, his artwork for sure. And of course, your art, it, it goes along with your writing and everything, of course. But like when we see with Spawn, and this isn't any knock on Javier Fernandez's artwork at all, but like with oh, Spawn, it's yeah. amazing. But with his, with, with Spawn, like everything that Spawn does is like a spectacle. Like you have to stop, like you read the panel and everything, but then you got to look at it. And then, but then with Thumbs and with The Few, it's like, it's such a like cohesive story, just boom, 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 boom. Of course, you're writing, but like the artwork, it's just, and it's all black and white aside from a few colors, you know, it's basically it's red and pink, right? For those two stories, right? Not, yeah, they're they're both in like monochromatic styles, which is all Hayden's con conception. Yeah. You know, like when we go back and forth on the books we hmm. work on, it's a lot of like, I I'll kind of write short stories. He'll read the short stories, respond back and be like, I'm thinking of doing this like, grayscale and there might just be pink and then and then a lot of times i'll hear that and i'm like but that happened for thumbs i'm like oh shit that's great i can integrate that into the story so we can use color as like the only thing that's alive in this world right now is technology so that can get into the theme of the book so it becomes like a really cool passing back and back and forth between each other and also like a lot of times i'm trying to write to style like you know when i when i saw his work because of that fluidity you know, the first book we did get together was The Few, and it was I had seen a I had seen a drawing of his. I basically wrote The Few for his art. I one of his drawings was a guy on a motorcycle, and I was like, "This looks so fucking awesome!" <laughs> like, I'm gonna make a world around this where we can just like have this in it. And at the same time, I was like, "His motion and action is so great." It started to create a challenge for me, where I was like, "What if we just did a post-apocalyptic?" apocalyptic book that was actually kind of quiet you know that like you didn't have to talk as much or do as much exposition because we've seen so much post-apocalypse like we'll know where we are um so i feel like hayden's i mean i think with each of the artists i work with caitlin too on on bliss and coyotes like she's a totally different style than both javi and and hayden i think a lot of times i'm looking what they do and and then going like oh fuck that's what you're amazing at like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like Javi and I, like, it's been fun because like we we started working together and ha had like no, like we didn't know each other at all. We're like in the previous processes, like, you know, Caitlin and I would have some false starts, throw stuff back and forth. Same with Hayden, where Javi and I was like, we've got dates, like we're <laughs> like we're we're in it, man, like we're we're working. And and then like, I think, you know, we started finding we were always really, I think, happy with each other. And now we're finding a groove that I'm like. Oh, Javi can do some fucking insane. Like I'm looking at it right now. Holy smokes! Yeah, I mean, uh, issue three is definitely. I think last time I, I don't even know. If, I think I don't know if I mentioned on here, but there was points where I was telling people when people were going crazy about the art in one. I was like, I was like, there's three pages in issue three that you're gonna go fucking crazy. Javi's gonna become like your favorite artist. Yeah, they're so good. You know, like the ending page, the page of Kincaid standing behind him, like. And then, like Javi has these amazing, um, these amazing splash pages that I call Javi pages in, in the scripts now, that are like they happen in it. We use them in like every issue where it's like these kind of like memory scenes where it'll be like a giant image of Spawn in the background. You'll see Kincaid getting hanged like in the corner, and it's like this tableau. Um, they're like super theatrical. And so like I saw one of those and I was like, fuck this. We're going to do this all the time. Like what? A great <laughs> like, I was like, what a great way to do exposition. Like in one page, you can create this amazing fucking drawing. And I'll just kind of go like, oh, we can go through all of the past of like how Wanda died. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you can get through all of that in one page because of what you've done.
Um, and that's coming from also learning hobby. Like I think in each of, I think it's really important in comics for the writer. My, my personal interest on that, I think in writing comics, I know everyone's different on it. It's not the end all be all, but I think trying to find the way to maximize your artist is, is tantamount. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, like it's so, it's so visual that I'm like, you know, people don't notice my work, but when they read the book, they're like, this is the best book I've ever seen this artist draw. Like, honestly, there's a lot of times I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah. Like, to figure out how to put them in a place where the art you're getting from them is like, fuck, I, I haven't seen them do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say as someone who's read Spawn for a long time, like your, your writing does not go unnoticed. Trust me. Like it's, 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 it definitely enhances the story and that's not necessarily trying to knock on anybody or anything. It's just sure. that it's very noticeable. And of course, Joe and I love your work. So we expect that, but um, it's it, like, that's definitely a thing. But at the same time, like it, it is interesting that you look at it that way, where at worst you're looking at it as like, well, I'm like a really good coach or a really good manager in this situation where I'm getting my player to be the sort of player to be the best that he or she can be. Yeah, you know, my absolutely. I played a lot of sports growing up, so I think that's a, a really good approach to it. I, I think also like I worked in theater for a long time as as a director, and um, it feel it feels like directing theater in a lot of ways is like a really good director. I think is trying to make everyone around them look amazing while they disappear like you're trying to make your designers look incredible you're trying to make your actors look incredible to a degree that when people see the show they're like so you direct what does that mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) no like that actually i always thought it was a good compliment when people would see a show they loved and they were like i don't know what you did and you're like i did a little bit of all of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was involved with the whole like every part of this that you're in love with you know that's the magic trick so i think yeah with the artist it is that of like you know, I've also heard, and there's also been times where, you know, artists I've loved, I've heard them complain about jobs they're on and you, I'll, I'll see the art and I'm like, fuck, man, this isn't, this isn't what you can do. Like what's going on. And, you know, a lot of times they're like, well, I'm not really being allowed to do what I want. Or they're asking me to draw this thing that I, a lot of times it's like, they're asked, they're literally just asking me to draw this thing that I hate. And I'm like, you, <laughs> you tell them that you hate it. And they're like, <laughs> I think that's like a really huge thing, you know, is, is, um, I remember hearing Brian Vaughn talking about Saga at one point, or maybe it was Fiona. And they were talking about like why the spaceship was a tree. And it had to do with the fact that Fiona was like, I don't know how to draw a spaceship. And it was like, <laughs> and it was like well, what do you know how to draw? And he, and she was like, I'm really good at drawing trees. And they were like, fuck it. The spaceship's a tree. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why not? Like comics nice. can get away with that. So, so why not? And also a lot of times I think it brings up, it brings up possibilities. It helps me too, because there's things that they do that I'm like, I would never think it's very rare. I would write a page where I'm like, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the, the corpse of Kincaid runs around with his body hanging out, attacking <laughs> people, you know, like, I don't know that would be a natural response of mine in a normal script. That's good to know. I was asking, I had serious questions coming into today. So but you know, like I see those. what Javi can do. You see what Javi can do. And I'm like, I think if he draws that, that's going to be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go that far. Um, and the flip will be like, there's things with Kate, we did in coyotes and bliss with Caitlin that, you know, it, there's stuff that she can do with like the eyes and like the actual actors in a script that are unbelievable. So there's a lot of times where it's like, yeah, just fo- you can focus on the faces. You can, you can make it into this more like kind of like 
painting, you know, at, at times and, mm-hmm. and play with the paneling in a way where they look like Sistine chapels and it, it, it tells the story in a different way. So I think, I, I don't know. I don't understand. I just feel like it would be so much less fun to be rigid and, and, and not give them the freedom to be great at what mm-hmm. they do. Especially when you have people who you're like, you're great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like it's, I'm working with artists. I'm, I've been lucky enough to work with artists who I'm like, you're the thing you do, you, you are as good as anyone at. So let's let you do that. <laughs> well, I think it's very noticeable too, when, when you're reading a comic and, and when there's a, a, a cohesion between the writer and the artist, you know, because, you know, it's visual, right? We're reading, but we're also looking at, you know, and, and looking at the panels and, and enjoying the art. And when the writer and the artist are on sync, those books, I think, just just get elevated so much. And we, we've talked with John Boy Myers. And, and so I was thinking of John. With, right. We talked to John Boy and we talked to Greg Capullo, you know, and when, when talking to them, you know, about, you know, what is it that they like, you know, you know, when they're doing their you know projects and they both said, well, they're artists, they want to have the freedom to do their things. And I think they said they both do their best work when they're allowed to just be them. And like you said, do what they do that they kick ass at. And, and it really elevates things. Like you, you talked about Caitlin Yarsky and, and coyotes, uh, you know, her and um, I, I'm going to butcher his name, Wither Deladera, uh, who's been doing, you know, something is killing the children. Yeah. They evoke so much emotion just through their eyes, yeah. you know, the way they draw eyes, you, you know, you see fear, you see hatred, you see anger, you see, you know, sorrow and you see all that. And that is just like that. You can only get, if you let the artist just do their thing. And like Caitlin's art is, I think we talked about this last time. It's, it's so beautifully stylized. And I think like bliss and um, coyotes, like those were two like perfect books for her to just really do her thing because it really it you know it elevated the story i mean you wrote two great stories there and then you combine it with her art and it was just a complete knockout so i mean 100 percent when you let the artist just sort of you know like you when you can when you're able to take a step step back and just say yeah that fucking kicks ass do it and then you kick ass with your writing i mean there, there, yeah. there's a reason why i think you're you're you, you know, you, you're, you're kicking ass with image right now. And Todd yeah. McFarlane has, yeah. you know, taken you under his wing because there, there's something cooking there, Sean, and, and we're all benefiting the fuck out of it. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad people are feeling that way. People have been great about, about it. And yeah, I just, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I can, I don't want to just keep beating that, that horse, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it I mean, it's also great to see. I mean, it's great to see what Hayden's doing with Chicken Devil and and Caitlin at Black Hammer and right. you know, like, like yeah. seeing, really cool. It crossed really cool. into other things too. But yeah. So to bring it back to thumbs, Sean, because I did want to ask one thing before we move on to scores, which yeah. is the, the the primary reason that we wanted to talk to you this week. Um, with with thumbs, like when Joe and I, whenever we talk about a book on the show, and as we're going through the details and everything. One thing we always try to try to examine is like, okay, is this best suited for a show or for a movie? And Joe and I, of course, like, what what the hell do we know? But when we look at thumbs, and Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you talked about it originally, you looked at it as a movie, correct? 
Oh, I'm trying to remember. I, yeah, because I think, you know, because of the, the time frame of, you know, in which the book took place, I thought it would make for like a really killer movie. Right. Uh, but now I think with it being a TV show, I think that's going to allow it to, you know, sort of dive into the story a little right. bit more and really explore some things. So for me, I read it and I looked at it as I thought the same thing, of course, because it's as much as they're like, what was it? Tw it's 24 pages per, no, it's it it expanded no, issues, right? No, it's like 40, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the trade right here and that is a thick, as Joe yeah. would say, it's a thick bitch for sure. Um, but I, like, I'm curious for you, is that is that even something you remotely think about or even care about when someone comes to you, like if it, versus TV or movie? Um, I mean, I definitely, you think about it cause you get asked, right? Like, so especially if a couple of different people want to option a thing. So like if, if you have, so say like Todd and another production house or, or even more than two want to do it. Usually like the first question is people will come to you and be like, what do you see it as? Do you think it's a film? Do you think it's television? Cause everyone's kind of guessing in the beginning, you know, there, cause there's no writers attached. There's no studio. There's nothing. Right. So it becomes like. You know, how do you, you as you created this thing, how do you think it operates? Um, you know, streamings change things a lot. Uh, yeah. I think partially like a lot of people prefer things to be TV because they last longer and there's more money to be made, like just the mm -hmm. economics. Um, and I think especially if they see a project that has a big world um, that they can, that they think that you, that the audience can live in for a long time, then, then often people will want to do it as TV because because of the economics, they'll be like, okay, you're in this like sci-fi world where all this shit has happened. You know, like there's a school that people go to, it turns into a revolution. We jump across in time. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I think the dollar signs in their brains are going ah, <laughs> two seasons, three seasons, maybe four. Like how long could this go? Yeah. Um, sure. Where a movie, I think if there's a franchisable potential, Right of like we can get these uh, or three movies out of it, sci-fi especially because it's expensive. You know, like like a sci-fi movie is pretty expensive to put together a lot of the time, especially at a higher level because you're like, like you need like a big star. So right away, if you're gonna do it as like a a movie that comes out at theaters, uh -huh. the moment you do that, like most big stars are asking between between like ten and twenty five million dollars per picture. So before you've hired anybody. Your your movie costs twenty five million dollars. <laughs> you know, like that's a big part of it. Where TV is less expensive to produce, but has this like longer tail, right? Um, so I wasn't surprised that people wanted to do it as as TV. Um, I think a lot of times in comics, people people shoot for TV if they can, um, because there's you have multiple issues, and the way the way we talked about it, you know, like when we first started looking at it and talking to writers is that there's the, the issues are so long, right? Like I think each, each issue was like s almost 60 pages. It was like yeah. 54 pages. And so like, that's almost three comics. And um, the way we kind of looked at it was like, you could almost make an entire season out of each issue. Cause like so much would happen in them where it's like, that's true. I think in like issue one, like, Thumbs is a kid living with his sister in a trailer park, going to school, trying to get into, you know, the special school for gamers. And then like all of technology is outlawed. And by the end of that book, like the school is destroyed and he wakes up like 18 years later. Like that, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. just one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
where I think they were like, we could do the whole like living in the trailer park. People are turning on tech. Can he get into the gamer thing? Like that could be three, four episodes, like just that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like it becomes more of like, okay, where are we at at the end of, especially because TV's shorter now, since everything's like eight episodes instead of twenty-two. Sorry, you're getting a very in-depth answer. Um, That's what we want? <laughs> Don't apologize. Shit. You <laughs> I think that's also part of it is that since you're not trying to fill 22 episodes, like when, when I grew up and it was just like CBS and NBC, mm-hmm. and everything had to be that long. Like thumbs wouldn't exist in that, but I can't believe Superman is like the Superman lowest show is 22 episodes. Like uh, what? There's a, there's a lot of mythology there, I guess. I'm true. I don't know how good it is or not, but I, I heard it's good. I haven't watched a second of it, but Joe and I both heard that. Right, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard fantastic things, heard about things it. too. I mean, yeah, I wonder. I would have to check. I I, I should check it out. My like, time is so. Funny. I gotta be honest. I'd rather spend those forty minutes reading comics. I mean, and for those who haven't already, go out, go listen to our episode on thumbs, and then go buy thumbs because I mean, it's yeah. the trades available everywhere. It's freaking outstanding. I absolutely loved it. Thanks. Yeah, and there's so much you can do in that world too. Even like before where we were introduced in in the first issue, you could do a whole lead up to that, right? right. And then. You know, and then where the story ends, you could still, you know, there's, I, it's just a, a world that you can explore and you can really kind of go, you know, in many, many directions. And how, how much impact or how much input will you have, I should say, with the show? Is it basically you just sort of optioned it off and it's now in someone else's? No, no, uh, no, I've been, I, no, I had a bunch of emails about today. <laughs> um, no, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty involved. I'm, I'm, on as a producer so i've worked with the screenwriter you know we oh going back and forth like he's it's he's writing and he's created it into the show i give notes we go back and forth on that i'm helping with finding the director uh going through reels you know like right now we're we're kind of going through like sharing reels of of director's work and going like all right we think that works or is there someone we're not thinking of or ah that person passed who else can we get or that person's excited what, what do we think and you know, so it becomes a lot of that, but, um, and yeah, and as it goes, I mean, knock on wood, if, if, and when it gets made, I'll, I'll continue in that capacity of awesome of, of, of on the producing side of it. Um, yeah, huh. yeah. It's, it's in it. It's been in it. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. We've been, it's been a, it's a lot because <laughs> we've been doing it for over a year now. And it's been a lot of, you know, reading drafts, giving notes, getting on zooms with everybody talking to the studio, trying to get the studio interested, like to, to buy into it, you know, and, and that, and it's been all of us, Todd, me, epicenter, who are some of the producers, uh, Sean Canino, who's, um, like the chief executive at McFarland studio and then whip who are the studio. So like we get on these zooms and there's like 10 people and you're just kind of like, I think this, I think that, what do you think? Did you, did you see one on page eight? To be a fly on the wall in those conversations, huh, Joe? I would imagine. I could imagine Sean not saying a whole lot in the course of those conversations. <laughs> I don't. I mean, honestly, I I tend to be a bit quieter. Um, there's a lot of voices with a lot of experience, so I, I try to be smart about chiming in when I know I'm useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to make myself as available and useful, especially to the writer. Um, I mean, there's certain places where I'm like, I'm. This is where I'm useful, and I'm not gonna try and. I think people sometimes, maybe it's because I'm a little bit older. I think people can make mistakes of trying to control everything, especially when they don't know everything. It's a different fucking world. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. it's so different than comics. I did a lot of theater. It's so different than theater. Um, 
so I think it's it's and there's so many voices coming from different places with different expertise that yeah I think it's like where am I the most useful I'll live there I'll jump into other places if I have a very strong opinion but to it it definitely helps you not start talking just to be heard gotcha mm -hmm. yeah that's, so that's so let's 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 move to the scorch because this was another news item that when it dropped, Nick and I just we we were texting eyeball emojis, you know, back awesome. back and forth to each other. So you know, we when when Todd announced it and when we saw it on Twitter, you know, we heard that uh, Spawn, she Spawn, uh, my new favorite Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, uh, Redeemer, and and Medieval Spawn are all going to be in this. You know, so Todd recently shared some of Brett Booth's cover art for the first issue, uh, which had quite a few other characters. What can we expect to see, you know, with the scores that you can that you can talk to us about? I I mean, my approach on it has been very much of like a very fun, bloody war book, like all out fucking war book. <laughs> Jeez. Um, kind of like you know, there's certain books I loved as a kid, you know, that I was probably too young to read, but I did anyway. Like the Nom was a book I loved when I was like really young. Um, but Howling Commandos, like Sergeant Fury and the yeah. Howling Commandos, was like I, I used to. My, my uncle had issues of that that I would steal. Um, there's old Sergeant Rock issues, the the Haunted Tank. Um, like th there's a lot of older DC and Marvel stuff that I loved when I was probably like nine or ten. Um, I mean it's a very adult book. <laughs> I don't want people going, like, oh, my nine or ten year old will love this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, when Todd and I have talked about it, we've always been like, it's a war book. Like this is, this is our version of like Black Hawk Down. This is, you know, Platoon. Um, and it opens up some really fun possibilities because one of the things I was interested in is like, there's so many, there's a lot of spawns. And I was like, there's also a great opportunity then to like bring different like operatives in for different missions like to be able to say like what happens if she spawns like i need to get deep into this one place and the person i need for it is you know like mandarin spawn like what happens if he's the best and it can bring in issues where it's like he's usually a fucking bad guy so how does that work you know like so it it became a lot of that of like oh if this turned into our own like war covert operation type book it could be a fun way to bring people in and out that you don't see often. Well, I mean, maintaining the elements of the major team, but like, and just, it's a fucking all out action book. I just finished the script, like doing the, the scripting for the, the finished art of issue one. And there's not a lot of down moments in this book. <laughs> like, nice. That's what we call pants, tent city. That's fucking awesome. I love to hear that. So, like, you talk about the, the old Marvel books and everything like that. And, of course, you're not talking about Avengers. But, like, when we hear that it's going to be a team book, right. we think maybe it's, like, Avengers, like, X-Men, like, Justice League. But the way you're kind of breaking it down, it's, it sounds like it's going to be quite a bit different from that. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways – I also grew up reading those. So, like, I'm sure some of that shit's just in my DNA. Like right. – I would say out of traditional superhero books, the closest I can imagine it being like, at least issue one <laughs> is like when the X-Men went to the Outback. I do you remember when they went to Australia and they, they were fighting the Marauders. Like it's a, it was like one of my favorite runs that Claremont did. Okay. Um, like just like these, 
there's definitely team dynamic. They're all like, so there's elements of that. Um, Cause you also have five, you know, four, sometimes five people who are all soldiers, but also don't like taking orders from people. Like they, they like being in charge. Okay. <laughs> so like, there's a lot of, how does that work? Like, how does mm-hmm. it, we're like gunslingers trying to get somewhere. Like he's got a whole past. He's trying to rekindle redeemers got his own mission. And it's really that this team comes together out of like, yeah, we're all fucking free agents, but hmm. what, how, how much faster can we get to our goals? If we team up together and then you have spawn who it's like, there's a back and forth of like, does he fucking want this or not? <laughs> <laughs> I could no. Does, I would no, think definitely that, not. No, no, no fucking shot. He wants this shit. You know, like, so there, there's this whole idea of like, how, how does it operate of like the most powerful spawn is like, what are you guys all doing? But then you have these others who are like, <laughs> we got to, we have our own things we need to solve. You know, yeah. and you so it's the balance of like how to how to make it different than King Spawn, um, and also how to have a lot of fun with it and introduce people to the first team book. I mean, there's a lot of action, a lot a lot of people get killed. <laughs> <laughs> I love how giddy shot is about the violence of this. That's book. fucking awesome, man! I'm so pumped about that shit. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot. So of- you you keep, you keep talking about how fun this is. Is there a character you know out you know? You know, because King Spawn is is and Spawn is Spawn, right? But so out of like all these ancillaries, these side spawns, which one uh, has has been the most fun to write so far, and and which one has is sort of been your favorite? It's interesting, you know. I mean, I guess I've been really lucky because so far it's been the first issue, so you have you really can let everyone shine because you have like fifty pages. You know, so so in some ways that's been fun because I can be like, I'm gonna go on a whole gunslinger stretch right now. Like he's gonna he's gonna drive this section of it, and then I'm gonna let she spawn take this and medieval. You know, I can switch off in that ways. I mean, it's interesting because I've been getting to write she spawn and medieval at different times in King Spawn. Um, so it's been it's been fun. It's definitely been fun to play with gunslinger, and and like just having this like. You know, total loner, like who fish out of water. Yeah, you know, fish out of water who doesn't necessarily want to be there, and also like he's kind of fun because at least my take on him is like he just doesn't fucking like Spawn. So like, <laughs> so, like it's been fun to just have these moments when like oh, missions, like they're like missions are brought up, and he's like, "Is Spawn involved?" And they're like, "No," and he's like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I love that. <laughs> oh my god, that is fucking outstanding. I mean, that's the best thing I've heard so far. I'm excited about the violence, but shit. <laughs> I mean, it all shifts and moves, but it's definitely trying to find like what are all their relations to each other, and obviously to Spawn himself has been a lot of fun. And so, like Gunslinger, I mean, you know, in King Spawn, it's been really fun to have Terry, which I think people would be surprised, but I'm like, I like having someone who can give Spawn shit, like yeah. who's known him long enough and, just, and who's human and can just be like, you're fucking asshole yeah sometimes he really is he drives me nuts too Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean i think i think getting into that i think also finding the dynamics it's been fun writing the way they operate as a military unit so having them as spawn but like the way they actually go are going into battle and interacting is is really much more like Black Hawk Down, you know, or, or like a, a traditional or Saving Private Ryan, where like 
they have they have understandings of what their infantry is and what their air force is and like how how they operate to do these things um and i mean i, I also just selfishly I, I have so much fun writing the villains <laughs> you know so good um that's that's also been sometimes they slip in as like my favorite thing to write honestly that's outstanding because i mean you got some kick-ass characters in miss spawn of course all, any spawn related character has an awesome look so when you're liking the villains even more i mean yeah I mean, it's it's fun writing the team of of spawns because uh, you know like they cover everything you know <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah um i need more she spawn i gotta tell you that right now i need a lot you're, more of her. You're, you're gonna get a lot of her in, in the scores thank you i'm very yes. glad to hear that that's that's huge i mean i i recently purchased the she spawn action figure and i saw all the oh, shit nice. that todd fucking has attached to her and like he's done a lot of crazy shit over the years but i mean she's got like 15 guns maybe, maybe like five guns and like a battle axe or some shit it's like what the fuck like i need more of her in the fact fucking comics she's so. she's very prominent in scorched good yeah. okay that is that is god there's a lot of stuff i've liked so far that you said sean but that's probably my favorite thing that you've said so far <laughs> she's such a badass um but one thing to kind of circle back to what we talked about earlier with thumbs and how you're talking about your relationship with with javier of course with with king spawn and then with hayden and then yeah. looking at what we did with caitlin on coyotes and and bliss you're dealing with is it Sergio Segovia and um, Paulo Sequeira, I believe, right? For for Steven Segovia and Pop, yeah, Steven and, and Pablo. Um, okay, I'm getting the fucking names wrong. I apologize. No, yes. you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, well, no, what was yeah. sorry? Yes, as as I as I butcher everything in the course of these few seconds. Um, when you look at when your relationship with them, I know you you know it takes a little bit of time. I remember when you talked about first dealing with Javier and everything. Like, what's it going to be like when we have rapport and we're trying to figure things out together? How has it been building things with these two? You know, in some ways it's a little bit different because, because it's a team book and it's a war book. There's a, there's a larger prevalence of action scenes. Like it's a, it's a pretty, you know, when I, when I was talking to Todd about King Spawn, you know, the references that I kept giving was, I was like, I feel like it's like Frank Miller and David Mazzuchelli era daredevil meets Punisher Max. Like that, that to me is what I think that book is and it's spawn. So like, you know, it's going to have like Constantine level magic and, and grotesquity and there's going to be body horror and stuff like that. But that was oh. like, I was just like, I think it's going to be a really personal book where I find an inventive, I'm trying to find an inventive way to like retell the origin story and make it new again. Um, and then in Scorched, I was like, I just want us to go fucking bonkers <laughs> like i i felt like not that i thought king spawn would be slow but i was like we're gonna get into al i think i had said that to you guys i'm like we're gonna spend a lot of time actually with al out of costume and we're gonna still get spawn in the fights and all the action but it's gonna it's gonna have both um we're in scorched i've just consistently been like what's the like fucking craziest action sequence i can put into this um and it's been as much about like how do we how do we just drive this like non-stop you know pace of, of that of the war book you know like like that's one where i want like you were saying like with hobbies art and the words in king spawn there's times where like you have to stop like you stop and you go back and and recollect it my thought with, with scorch concept was like it's just pages Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you're just kind of like holy shit that guy's head's off oh my god like man, <laughs> an army uh, uh what's going on um so like it's it's been 
I think there, that's where some of the difference will definitely be and trying to like just give the characters more highlight like I, I wanted to see more she spawn too so like that was the thing where I was like I think she'll be in King Spawn but I, I want to see her way more in action and that'll be scorched you know and um and the same with medieval like the people who don't have their own singular book i was like we gotta really like get them this is the time to do it yeah yeah you know and they and they have their own like fascinating backstories and um but it's definitely uh, there's a meticulousness in my head for king spawn where like they're like i'm definitely ha having a lot of fun and just going like all bets are off with scorched <laughs> <laughs> so so how long is scorch planned for is it going to be ongoing or is there uh you know six issues 12 issues as far as i've been told as long as people buy the books we'll yes. keep doing the books <laughs> like, that sounds about right i, I yeah. haven't been given an end date for any of the stuff awesome. um at this point so i'm also not writing for endpoints it's been a lot more of like we're gonna get through that introduce that guy you know and and uh so yeah i think i think the the plan is for them to run pretty long awesome so you 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 talked about a, a <laughs> you talked about a meticulousness with with king spawn and so you know, the first time we had you on we brought you on to talk about future state and you sort of taking on you know a legacy character john kent but the, the legacy of there, you know, being right. Superman and sort of the, you, you, you got in a little late to the game, you know, with that. And, but like the confines you sort of had to stay in with that, with that character. And now you're taking on another huge legacy character, right. And, and spawn. I mean, that is Todd's baby. Yeah. And, oh, and so, <laughs> so what has been, you know, the challenges uh, with, with writing, you know, that, you know, that legacy character versus what you did over at DC and, is Todd, you know, just kind of given you, you know, the freedom to to do what you want with the character? I mean, yes and no. I mean, if he doesn't like something, you, he's not a shy guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, he's been really great. I mean, I think a lot of what we talk about is just getting the voice of Spawn because he's been writing it and it's been his brainchild for so long. In terms of the plots, the plots especially, I get a lot of free. I've had a lot of freedom. I think primarily because he's been happy with them. Um, I mean, I think Todd Todd gets involved where Todd sees himself needing to get involved, you know, and that's been helpful. Like, there's a lot of times where I learn some stuff, you know. Like, we'll go through. He's been really in. Like, it's been fascinating going through pages, like page by page stuff, or even seeing the notes he gives to artists. Because there's time. There's times where I pick up stuff where I'm like, I never thought about that in a solo, like in one of my creator own books, and it's he's right. Like that's a really fascinating thing to think about for how to make the action move better. You know? So, so like, he's, he's kind of like an editor, you know, like, and he had said from the beginning, that was the role he really wanted. Um, and it's also kind of fun. Like there's times where I'll just email. I'm like, has anybody done anything with this character from like, you know, the first 20 issues and like Todd will send me a, you know, an essay back. It's like, well, this happened and this happened, but we haven't seen anything with that person since this. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Can I do something? He's like, Yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, he's definitely like hands on, but it's never felt like controlling. I'll be honest, like, honestly, working on this on Superman was harder um, than than working on Spawn because it was I mean, with Spawn, it has been like I turn in plots and for the most part, like the 
the plots then go to the artist and then it's like we get deeper into a lot of times it's getting deeper in the dialogue of like what's going on in the primary spawn book what's happened in like i'll be honest i don't know what has happened in all 325 issues of spawn right mm. like like there's patches here and there so they'll sometimes right. be like well we got to talk about the dead zones is there a way to like sometimes it's it's working that stuff in and around um where there was just a lot of times with you know uh, like on Superman, part of it was the event of just trying to make it connect with everything else that was going to go on. That was a little bit hard. Um, and you just have a lot of different masters, right? Like there's the primary editor, there's the, you know, it's it's closer to Hollywood, like where there's like, okay, there's the production company, there's the studio, they each have their own execs. There's another production company, you have the screenwriter, like, so there's a lot of voices. There was just more voices, which wasn't bad. I mean, I learned a lot in that process two they're just different um mm -hmm. we're like i mean i mean <laughs> spawn it's also an image book it feels like an image book in the sense of like I, i'm dealing just with todd <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like that is kind of i mean everything and and tom and thomas healy the editor like those are my two primary contacts um for every idea you know so like if you know in the afternoon like today's a good example or last week's a good example a crazy idea gets in my head and i'll like text thomas and be like hey well, like what do you think of this idea is that we're throwing at todd and usually he'll be like yeah you should and you know and then that's kind of the week and then i'm like all right it's time for me to sit and write the script um like i've gotten the feedback i need and like now i'll start to plot so when you you talk about with with john kenton obviously the challenges that you had there and then there are some of course here with with you know you said it like yourself like there's 325 issues of this thing and it was, i think we've gotten 323 so far but there's there's so right. much spawn lore at this point and it's just it's like to, even if you've read everything it's like there's just so much to remember um as a writer i would imagine of course there's, there's gonna be a lot of challenges especially when you look at that versus you know thumbs coyote everything saints like that's all your own shit so you right. do whatever the hell you want as long as the artist can draw it. Um, what is like the has been the biggest challenge for you in the process of this? And if it's Todd and in dealing with Todd, like outside of that, I guess what would be the next biggest challenge? No, I wouldn't even say I wouldn't say Todd's the biggest challenge. I mean, honestly, the biggest challenge has just been the expectations I put on myself for it. Like I definitely go through more drafts of every plot for King Spawn than I think I ever have for a book. Um, mm. partially because like there is so much mythology and lore that like you know I'll go through a plot and I'll be like ah do I need that character to show up now like or do I need do I need this to happen yet like I think this will happen but am I trying to stuff everything because like I'm I'm ahead of you guys right so like I'm now in the second arc mm. so so it's the type of thing where I'm going like okay I feel really good about where we end the first arc. So I, I know this is where I want to go, but like, and it's a dance, you know, it's a, it's a dance with the audience in a way that I'm not used to. Like when you do, you know, when you do your own book at Emmett, like when you do your own solo book, unless you are like a Brian Vaughn or a Lemire, the, the audience is, is man, is, is great, but it's like the stakes aren't as high as like, how do we keep this a best-selling book to be fully honest? And so like the freedom it gives you is you're like, I think in this issue, no fucking action happens. They go to a forgiveness center and they talk about the past. And like, if people like the book, they're going to probably keep following it. Cause that's what this book has been. Like if I'm thinking like bliss um, and it's just the art I want it to be. And I'm really proud of that where there is things with King Spawn where it's like, 
how do I get the art to keep driving the story in this, this way that I think is going to be really exciting for everybody and still keep the audience excited that they're seeing enough spawn and they're seeing enough of the villains and there's enough action. Like the dance of like fulfilling everything that people have come to expect of a spawn book while trying to bring in things that they may not have experienced in that type of book yet. That's the most challenging thing. Like I'm mindful of both. I I'm, I'm constantly trying to think like, how do I make this the book that the long-term fans, like when they open it, they're like, this is definitely a spawn book but I've never seen this part of it before. It seems that, like the reception has been great. It has so far. It's been pretty amazing. I've, I, which I'm, I'm grateful because I go into all of these going, turning to my wife the day they release. And I'm like, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail today. <laughs> <laughs> like, Have you gotten any? No. I mean, I think Su Superman was way more divisive. Uh -huh. Um, Spawn, not so much. I, I've been, we, I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, like just literally knocking on wood. The response has so far been really great, um, which has been good. I was, I mean, I made a promise that I broke to my wife where I was like, I'm not going to read any of the reviews and I'm not going to be on social media. And then like the first one came out and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, I just, I was on Twitter. <laughs> um, but no, people have been great. Um yeah, I, 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 but so yeah, so I, I, I think that yeah, that that's been the biggest challenge, and and luckily so far people have seemed to be, um, I'm I'm bored with it. I know a lot of people were very excited to see Kincaid come back in like this new, this new way. Holy smokes! Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I remember when we talked uh, the last time, and 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 we were sort of gearing up for this. You know, at the time King Spawn hadn't come out yet, and. And we didn't know what to expect with it. And then we get that first issue. And Sean, I, I, I shit you not. I, I've got it up on my computer right now. And I'm scrolling through the first page here. I'm like, okay, where's this going? Where's this going? And then kablooey. And my jaw hit the floor. And again, I texted Nick. Have you read this yet? And he said, no. I said, well, get the fuck on it. I'm right always now. behind you. Like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. Like, like, like start reading it. So like. Right out of the shoot, Sean, you you come, you know, literally like just blazing. Was it important for you to sort of kick off this new Spawn title, like you know, set that tone, set that bar really high, like right out of the shoot, as opposed to you know, uh, you know, easing on into the story? Yeah, I mean, maybe it was over excitement on my end, but or or stupidity. I just was kind of like. I had a very go big or go home mentality to it. I was like, I think it's actually how I approached most of the other books. And Todd gave me a great leash with it is that it was just me in my head. I was just kind of like, I got to do something that it's either going to fail massively or it's going to work really well. It's either going to grab everyone's. I was like, it's either going to grab people immediately and go like, what the fuck is this new book going to be? Or it's going to be like, this is not, what i want <laughs> this is not at all and i just you know i knew i was bringing kincaid in and so and i knew i was doing the whole thing with psalms 137 um i was really obsessed with that quote um uh, about like killing killing children <laughs> uh i mean um, shit, like i'm like yeah i was gonna ask you about that like we're well past that point and i'm like 
that was the part where I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, it's a hell of a quote to be obsessed with. <laughs> well, I just there's a lot. I knew I wanted to have this this reinterpretation of the Bible. Like it was something me and Todd talked about a lot. Is I was like, you know, we're at a point with this war of heaven and hell that I was like, it's almost like what if the Bible's kind of being rewritten in real time because of Spawn's actions and it was a it was big heady stuff that how it's gonna play in keeps changing and, and going from theoretical to something hopefully more interesting. Um, and so like what I was going through, I went to Catholic school. So there's a lot of weird shit that stays in my head from that. And my grandma used to read me Bible passages like they were bedtime stories. And a lot of them are fucked up. Yeah. You know, like I would get the story of like King Solomon before I went to bed and I'm like, wait, they're going to cut a baby in half. Like what's going on? <laughs> you know you're like nine you're like people do this like you don't know the difference either you're like people wait, are you gonna do this is this like what are we doing here um so there's yeah there's a bunch of quotes that i get really fascinated by because i'm like what does this mean and how do you rationalize it um and so yeah that was one of them honestly it was just like i remembered that quote and i knew i was bringing back kincaid and i was like if i marry the two what does that mean like what is what does it mean if if this is this is kind of Kincaid's vengeance now that he's a he's a spawn? Um, so yeah, that opening became very much you know. I will say the the funny thing is like I don't think Todd ever. There was other ideas I came in and Todd was like I don't know if that's a great way to start a book and I <laughs> you know like there was things that we pitched and it was great you know like we were working through things and there was times where I was like maybe we should go a little slower and um, Todd gave me a really good piece of advice at that point because like. I, I think I brought in one or two things and, and I knew too, they weren't really working and they were slower. And he was like, I feel like you're bringing in what you think a spawn book is or what this should be as opposed to what you want it to be. He's like, why don't you bring in the thing you want it to be? And I was like, okay, I want to blow up a school of kids. I'm yeah. big <laughs> As all jokes aside, that is when I've listened to Todd talk about his his career path and everything like that, and that is one thing that seems to be like like a, a constant. It's like it's what I wanted to do. It's what I fucking like. That's what I'm going to do, and it and somebody's going to like it because I like it, right? Yeah, I mean, I will say he's amazing. That's where like when you when people I think ask and they're like, you know, like sometimes other creators will be like, what's it like working with Todd? And I'm like. Cool it's it's he's like an editor but he also is like he's a creator so a lot of times it's like if he doesn't like something he's gonna say it right like and and he's gonna and he's not gonna it's not gonna be like a dance around saying it it's just gonna be like what's that you know and like that's fine like you just get used to that or you, you roll with it you know and um and i don't i think i don't have a lot of ego about a lot of the stuff i'm just like how do we make the best book so that's helpful but i'm like in the flip of it is he will say things to you in terms of like, I think you're trying to, I think that's great advice. I think you're trying to write what you think a spawn book is or what I want it to be. And that's not why I hired you. Mm -hmm. um, and then that, that is honestly when it all started to fall in place. Cause the moment he was like, what's the thing you want to do? Like, if you don't worry about making me happy or like easing the audience in or all these things that you, that we often tell ourselves you need to do that's that's when it became i'm like well fuck it like um, i i i could see the book at that point i could see like okay we're gonna open with this we're gonna end on the last page of kincaid watching that thing happen we're not gonna know who he is yet and and it's gonna drive specifically to issues three and 
like three and four where, where I was like, okay, I see how we're going to get there. Just a lot of dead kids, including yeah. one who's killed I'm by like, fucking Al Simmons too. No less than like issue fucking three. Jesus, yeah. Two. Jesus. Yeah. There's all of that. I mean that, that yes. I mean, and, and he, I got to say all of that, he was fine with like when I turned in issue two, I was like, I don't know how he's going to feel about Al doing this. And it's getting brought up. Like you kill kids. I'm like <laughs> he created this guy when he was, he himself was like a kid. And he was just like, it makes sense to me. I see what they're doing. They're manipulating. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it does make sense. But it's... I'm like, yeah, holy sure. shit, Sean just killed a bunch of kids. <laughs> then he did it fucking again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Definitely yeah. to a book. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk about a hot start, right? Holy yeah. smokes. Unreal. Oh, man. So, I mean, yeah, I just... Right, right from the rip, this has been, you know, fantastic. And then, you know, where we get in issue three... Uh, just tremendous. Uh, so, you know, in closing this out, Sean, you know, we, we, we talked a lot of thumbs, you know, we, we've talked a lot of, you know, uh, King Spawn. Is there anything else? I, I know you're, you're a very, very busy man, but are there any other projects that you have, uh, coming out? Yeah. Otherwise? Yeah. Comic wise, um, me and Hayden are doing a new book. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. We've got oh. a new, new book that I think will be coming out in like, April or May of 2022. Um, it's very different than other stuff we've done. It's been really fun, his style on it. So it's it's a very fucked up, weird Western. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so we've got that. Then um, Ben Mackey, who I did Saints with, we're doing, oh. we're, we're doing, I don't know how much I can talk about it. We're working on a, a really fun, <laughs> very fucked up version of a superhero for an, for an anthology that I believe is coming out through image also. I'm not exactly sure when, but I, I just got the art for it. Uh, this oh, morning. Nice. Um, so I've got, I've got those and there's, there's, there's some other stuff that I, I'm just, I can't say yet, but. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a good amount. I'm right on my calendar. I don't know how it's all getting written, but uh, there's, there's a, there's a good amount. Um, all of it's primarily in, at image, I believe. So okay. So when you look at when you look ahead to 2022, you're gonna have you're gonna have the scorch still going on, you're gonna have King Spawn yeah. still going on. You have your book with Hayden, which is is that through image or is that a different landing space? No, image. Also. Okay, and then with Mackie, you have an image book as well. Right. Now I know you said you can't tell us the titles or what's going on with all these other things, but how many titles in 2022 do you expect you're gonna be juggling? Is it gonna be the four or is there gonna be more than that? I think there'll be three. <laughs> there'll be between three and five full titles, and then a a, a a serial that's running in an anthology. I believe. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. And yeah. and you're the so, but the next newest one is going to be coming in April. The one with um. Yeah, that, that thing's called Above Snakes. So that that'll come out in April, April or May. We're we're right now. We're right now just figuring out the schedule of it. Honestly, okay. Hayden's got a Hayden himself is going to be insanely busy next year. I, I'll let him talk about that on his own time, but um, he's got some really amazing projects coming up. So, um, so yeah, we're we're just kind of figuring out like the release how 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 to not kill each other. <laughs> not 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 in a violent way, but but uh, they and I are kind of figuring out like between their schedule and my schedule, like 
how do we actually get books on time? That's the real thing is you're like, okay, I'm, I know I'm doing this and this and this, you're doing these things. Like how, how, how yeah. to make dead. And then, and then you throw printing issues on top of it. And uh, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. It's going to, that'll, that'll all be actually really interesting this year. So, I, I'll tell you what, man, if, if we get delayed on scorch, of course, this is going to, for those who've listened already, you know, that's coming out on the day of scorch, but if there were delays on scorch, you know, that Joe and I will be pissed because everything Sean said about this. Now we're really well in advance. And uh, <laughs> I can't, I, I want this freaking yesterday, this book. I mean, so much violence is coming, but uh, there's, but so easy, there's a, there's a couple of double page spreads in that book that are, there's one of complete mayhem in the second half of the book. That's just like, I remember when I got it in my, my mailbox, I was just like, Holy shit. I didn't know people could do this. <laughs> oh, oh man. God damn it. I, I cannot wait for this. Uh, but I asked about the book and about you and Hayden, of course, because we are going to hopefully touch base with you before that book comes out. Maybe yeah. we'll get Hayden on with us. Cause we haven't had him on the show yet. But oh, Hayden, Hayden's great. Yeah. He's, they're, they're fantastic. And he's a RISD guy too. So a Northeast guy like us as well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Awesome. But um, but but Sean, we really appreciate you setting aside the time. We cannot wait to read the Scorched, and of course, King Spawn as it continues to go forward and everything. But uh, yeah, we'll touch base with you again, maybe when when Hayden's book and you guys are getting closer to that. But thank yeah. you again, as always. Absolutely, always fun, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Sean.